Hello, Shig World. This is Hello. Joanna and Aaron coming at you at the Shigcast. Here we are again, guys. Keep coming back. <laughs> We're coming back for more. <laughs> Aaron, what are we uh what are we talking about tonight? We are gonna talk about the the most fun, lighthearted subject of all time. Ooh. And that is you guessed it. You guessed it. Sin. <laughs> Bum, bum, bum. Just, if we had like a little keyboard where I had sound effects, that's when I would hey, do like some ominous I can thing. do that in post-processing. Say it oh, again. great. Fix it in post. <laughs> We're going to be talking about sin. Yes, I feel like there's a lot of different directions that we could go with this. Um, and so we'll just see how many directions we can go in however yeah. much time we want to take. Sounds good. Great. <laughs> and you've done, you, I mean, you've done, I feel like this is one of those like button topics, button topics. I don't Hot know. Button, I one think of those like thinking. core, <laughs> core topics that, um, that always gets talked about. It's like community, mm-hmm. Jesus, sin. Yes. Actually those are, you know, but yeah. and so everyone's kind of heard stuff on sin. Totally. Yeah. And this is actually, um, so I do all the for those who don't know that are listening, I do like the curriculum and teaching for SMT, which is the leadership team for uh, juniors and seniors in SHIG. And the past, I think I've done it for three years now. And every year I like do like a survey at the end of the year and say like, was there anyone teaching that you liked the best or that you thought of the most? And I do one on sin every year. And every single year people have mentioned it as one of the things that they like remembered the most, which mm-hmm. is always so surprising yeah. because like, like you said, at the beginning, like, this is not a light topic, or, like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, so, um, that is always really surprising to me, but I hope that means that people just have a lot of thoughts around it, and questions around it, that, right, might, and and I think, I think one of the reasons, especially, it's, it's something really easy to talk about, because I think it's a, a, a lot of, culture nowadays is all about tolerance and like don't tell me what's right and wrong Mm. and and so therefore it's like super fun for dialogue and it can just like when I say super fun I mean (laughs) simultaneously (laughs) difficult and hard (laughs) really stressful yeah (laughs) but it's very typical yeah Yeah. it's very typical to talk about it's really easy to have an opinion about it Mm -hmm. um and so and yeah it, it is yeah to varying degrees yes for sure Yeah, and that might lead me to my first little potential rabbit trail, which is... Proceed. What do you think that the general world society, non-believers, whatever, like, what does our culture think that sin is? Sure. I think... I think we are, the, the present generation growing up is a lot different than probably, say, our parents' generation, mm. which was a, a generation that was brought up with Christian values, yeah. but not necessarily with, not necessarily practicing faith themselves. And so our, uh, our like the parents' generation kind of have this, they have, they feel guilt, but they also don't have like the re- the, the relationship with Jesus mm-hmm to figure out what to do with that guilt. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the present generation um, that don't know Jesus, there's kind of, it's like, it's don't, they don't, they don't feel guilt, 
per se, um, because they don't agree with the rules. Right. The, the rules I'm using as something it, yeah. Yeah, quote, to describe. Rules here. Yeah. yeah. Rules, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, they still feel shame and some sort of weight that, and, or anxiety or something that, that is eating at them that they would not describe as this is the result of mm-hmm. anything. I don't know. Maybe that's yeah, no, too deep, I, too fast. I don't know. No, I agree. <laughs> and I think, um, man, my, my wheels are turning right now. So this is Ooh. in this moment, I'm synthesizing things I've never synthesized before. So Ooh, we might have to erase all fun. of this. We'll see. <laughs> How many people are Googling synthesize oh right my now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can Google it. Um, yes. But so one thing, because last week we talked, I like mentioned how, um, how we've kind of moved from like an authority culture to an authenticity culture, right? Mm. Oh, yes. So totally, in that totally. same vein, there used to be like, and our parents used to have this culture where there was an authority that told them what's right and wrong, you know, and that authority in their case was largely, a, you know, Christian-ish type of authority. Right. Um. And now we've moved to this culture of authenticity. And so I think in a lot of ways in our culture, the biggest sin is just like not being yourself, like to deny what's, you know, quote unquote true of you or to not speak your truth or or whatever. Like that's the biggest sin, I guess, or like the biggest wrong in our society. And there's some really cool parts of that. Yeah. And what's interesting is like, I think that's simultaneously so wrong and so right. Right, right. Yeah. Because... Go into that. Okay. All right. So let's back up a little bit. Yeah. The best definition of sin I've heard um, personally is from Tim Mackey, who runs the Bible Project. This is our, I think, second shout out to the Bible <laughs> second Project. Second time. And probably won't be the blown. last. Um, <laughs> but, and they talk about it... Um, going all the way back to the Garden of Eden, right? The first time sin entered the world. And and in, if you think about that first example, it was, you know, Adam and Eve basically saying or choosing um, to define good and evil by their own standards rather than the mm-hmm. standards of God. And so right. sin at its core is really this lack of trust in God's standards of what good and evil is and his definition right. of what good and evil is. And it's saying... I can define it better. I know better what good and evil is. And so I love that definition because it is so multifaceted. um, And it makes, it kind of gives just a more full and historical depth of what I think biblically sin really is. Um, And so taking and running with that definition, when we think about it this way, there is this sense of like, um, so... So, like, God created us, right? And right. and we're created with his design in his image. And as the designer and the creator, he knows what's best for us, right? Um, right. I mean, right. And this is, you know, hypothetical. I know it's harder. It's a harder pill to swallow than it is to um, to just think about, hypothetically. But... But that would that would mean, you know, if God's created the blueprint, that he knows how to run it best. And with that in mind... Right. Um, then when we, when we take and decide like, okay, I'm going to trust my own ideas more than God's ideas about what good and evil is, that's when we run into problems. 
But the problem right. at the center of it is more isn't it isn't so much exactly that like like the problem itself isn't that we're disobeying God necessarily. I mean that is I would say a, a big problem. But um it's really that we are not acting in accordance with who we were created to be. And so right. it actually does right. again return to authenticity, go, right? Go along with yeah, yeah, with what it the biggest the biggest no no is not being true to yourself. Right. And it turns out sin is that. It's being not true to yourself. It's just true to that yourself. But yourself is de- Yeah, we have the wrong definition. Right. We have the wrong definition of ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, which makes it what? An identity issue? Well, I have said it once and I will say it again. Every crisis is an identity crisis. So yes, it comes down to an identity issue, as always. Yeah, yeah. So to, to, properly, to properly operate, we would need to operate out of a proper identity. Right, yeah. Wow. Just, wow. Yeah, and it's, it is so interesting because... Yeah, it's like we actually are much closer to the culture, or really the culture is more close, much more closer to us in their definition of this than we think. But the points of contention are such important points. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah because there are a lot of points. And that, yeah, and like you said, that, like, our culture finds identity in so many things, and we are called to find our identity in so many things, and where those things don't match up we see really big kind of cataclysmic problems and differences you know yeah and conflict yeah definitely yeah but what and what I think and the more that I walk with Jesus the more I'm like I'm so um really freed to to live inside into my own identity right you know like right it's just this like I think it's easy maybe to think, especially kind of when you're on the fence between like, you know, one foot in the world, one foot in the church or or whatever, which I was like that in middle school and high school. So there's probably a lot of people listening that might be in that boat. I think when you're in that place, it's so hard to imagine that giving up some of the thing, like giving up any part of your identity is going to end well, right? Like it just feels like, how could I give up? popularity or how could I give up sometimes it's even personality sometimes I feel like I would have to limit my personality Mm. to follow Jesus because the the things I you know who I am can't doesn't seem to fit in with with what I've seen from from other people right you know yeah yeah especially like yeah right I Joanna um that reminds me of and if you if this sparks your memory, when you you were looking at Genesis three at, at SMT one time, and you were talking about God's first words were, mm-hmm. "You are free too." Yeah. But then so often we jump to what what, what was that? Yeah, so cool. Um, yeah, so we see like you know God creates Adam and Eve, and then He gives them these instructions, and He says, "You are free to eat of any tree in the garden." Right, so his first, the very first words of instruction out of his mouth are about freedom. They're about like, you can do, you can eat of any tree in the garden, and then he says, right. "There's this one restriction: you cannot eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil." Um, 
or you will die, right? So knowing the whole story, it's easy to be like, okay, yeah, that's a, like, yeah, it wasn't freedom. It was restriction. There was this tree that they couldn't eat from or whatever, right? But if you think about any such instructions, it would be like, Aaron, welcome to the Grand Canyon. You can go anywhere except for off of the cliff because you will die. Yeah, right. That's... (laughs) Don't do that part. Very important. Right. Like, those are instructions of freedom. Welcome. Explore. Right. Just please don't fall right. to your death. Go like, for a right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Totally. Um, totally. So the original, yeah, the original instructions were ones of freedom. Um, and and it seemed even like that they were received as, as an invitation of freedom. But yeah. it was skewed when... So, like, then we see, you know, the whole fall situation starts with the serpent coming into the garden. And he says to Eve, did God really say you can't eat of any tree in the garden or else you will die? And you can't even touch it? Um, And so he's, like, he immediately comes in and he distorts the truth. And And sprinkles doubt. Right, exactly. He, like, makes Eve doubt what she said and, or what he said to her, um... And, and actually, yeah, I kind of misquoted that, but when Eve, when Eve says back, like God said, no, you can't touch or even, or even touch this. Or even touch it. She added. Yeah. Like she just added added this arbitrary rule to it or whatever. And. Right. Right. She obviously twisted it as a rule of restriction or instructions of restriction. Yeah. Right. And, and I think it's most difficult, um, it was really difficult to, and I, again, I go back to like 17 year old Aaron's journals yeah. um, about how much she wanted to love God, but didn't love God and how much she wanted to spend time with yeah. God, but she didn't spend time with God. And, and I remember one of the things someone told me, it was like, you know, you should, you should hate sin. Like Jesus hates sin. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I just don't hate the behaviors. Mm. And so it's kind of, and so I, I remember it's kind of hard to see something that we do as something that would be equivalent to falling off the cliff in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and it's an extreme tie. It's an, or it's an extreme consequence. And, and I remember talking to um, my group about, I said, I, I asked them, do you know why the wages of sin is death? Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, cause that's like a famous, like right. that's like a quoted verse all the time for the wages of sin of death is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And so it's like, that's a weighty consequence. <laughs> the, the, the wages of mm-hmm. sin, what you earn for that is death is, is mm-hmm. here's, here's the Grand Canyon wander around as you will, but don't go off the cliff. Right. Um, it's hard. It's easy to see that, you know, mm-hmm. don't because gravity is there and gravity will up- act upon you and it will drag you down to the bottom in which guess what guys laws of physics, two objects cannot operate or yeah. cannot exist in the same place at the same time. So true. Therefore you cannot coexist and with you the will die. ground. That's 4,000 people. You can't do you. it. Can't be done yeah. guys. Can't be done. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a difficult one mm. for, for anyone, for me, to wrap my head around. You totally. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And that actually, that brings me to another thing that I think is, like, I used to sit in Sunday school and be like, okay, God's going to kill me if I sin. Like, that was kind of <laughs> the way that I equated it. 
Because it, it's because of Hercules. I saw him as Zeus with, with oh, lightning yeah, bolts. Because <laughs> um, even that verse, like, you know, you never learn. You learn the Romans road. You don't learn the all of Romans, right? Like, And right, so, right, although right. a lot of it is about um, other things that kind of give a lot of context sure. to it. You learn, like, I learned that out of, out of context and think, like, okay, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So God's either going to give me the gift of death for my sin or, or yeah, he's going to yeah. give me the gift of eternal life if I'm perfect or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's right. totally missing the gospel because in a lot of senses, um, and, and maybe not in every single sense, but in a lot of senses... God's like the wages of sin being death, the punishment of sin is less of a punishment of a vindictive God as much as it is just God laying out the truths of how the world works as if he were teaching us physics, right? Like, like he's like here just saying, by the way, um, the way that the world works, this world that I've designed is that, you know, the three laws of thermodynamics, right? Like, you can't create energy or destroy energy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. he could in yeah. the same sentence in the same breath, say that. And then say also envy will poison your heart. Envy will poison. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Like you will yeah. become unhappy if you dwell in envy or if you right. murder someone or if you right. are whatever. That will, that will weigh on right. you. Right. Like it will hurt you. Yeah. It's not good for you. Yeah. It's not how I designed you. And so right. thinking about it a lot more in terms of, you know, less like this, almost less of this list of like do's and don'ts and, and like right. these things deserve punishment and these things deserve reward. It's not about that at all. It's really God saying sure. like, this is the way I've made you to interact in the world. And it's a way of blessing, like yeah. to operate this way brings blessing on you and other people. And to ignore it, just, it's not that God's vindictive and he's trying to punish you. It's that that was a warning. Like, hello, if you walk around with envy, you will be sad. (laughs) You will be affected. Right, yeah. Yeah. I I think, you know, I, I think one of the most helpful things for me to wrap my mind around it is that the natural, what kind of what is the opposite of life? Well, it's death. Mm-hmm. And if God is the source of life, it's kind of like a tree where as long as the apple is connected to the tree, it is going to become a fruit, become juicy and awesome and blah, blah, right. blah. But the moment you take the the fruit from its source of, it, or maybe, I don't know, grapes, I don't know, vineyard, I don't know, God uses that all the time, but it's it's that, it's like a plant where if you disconnect from the source to which you get life, you will naturally just slowly decay. And so I feel like mm-hmm. we see decay around us, but I don't think we naturally c- jump to the conclusion that this is one because of my own life sin and then two other people around me's mm-hmm. life sin mm-hmm. and generation after generation of you know cuz like I'm carrying stuff my my mother's mother did right. and and or when I say that I'm saying she like she the way she was hurt by her parents mm-hmm. she was not able to love my my mother perfectly and then my mother was not able to love me perfectly and then I am not able to love me perfectly right. like you, totally. I don't know just this systematic um yeah the systematic building of of decay yeah totally yeah and I think that too that brings up another really good point which is like like I I think 
maybe students think this more. I remember thinking this way of like sin being like either something is sin or it isn't sin, you know, and there, and there's a lot of preoccupation. I've gotten a lot of questions too of like, is it a sin to blank or whatever? And some things are very obvious, you know, like it's a sin to murder. Yes. Or like whatever, like there are just things where it's like, yeah, that's pretty much, that's like always a sin. There's not really like black and white or like a much gray area in that. Um, but in, in some place or in some ways it's not really about sin as much as it's about brokenness, right? Like because yeah. sin, because of sin, brokenness entered the world, right? And so sure, now we sure. inherit sin and we inherit brokenness. And, we inherit brokenness, yeah. And that means that we are affected by sin in ways like we don't really even know all the time. And right. like that's part of what but growing up. But we feel up, it. But totally, we feel it. Right. Like we feel that what, that what that feels like to be, for your parents' love to fall short or for, sure. you know, for somebody else's vindictive uh, actions to take effect on you or, right. or yeah. to, to be used by someone else, yes. you know, like, I feel like, like there's just, a, a just so many bad love all around, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah, totally. And that's like, that's something, yeah, like I used to, you know, like on Easter, ish time around Easter when there's a lot of talk Mm -hmm. about like Jesus suffering on the cross and like there's just a lot of like your sin put him here and like all of that (laughs) type of talk um not that there's like maybe never any place for that but I always like when I would get into that or like take communion I would be like okay picture my deepest sin and like kind of just be in that place of like God died for this and just very like trying almost to like hate myself for it, you know, like just be whatever. And, um, I think, you know, with growth, obviously part of it is that I've grown out of some sin habits that I've had in the past. And so like, Mm -hmm. that's maybe gotten less, but a lot of it is like now when I picture Jesus dying for sin, I picture him dying, not only just for like the sin that I've committed, but all the sins against me, like the things that are taking up, you know, like my, my ability to to like love like you said to love myself or to love others or to like work and thrive in the world because of ways that other people have fallen short or ways that I've fallen short yeah that are kind of just it's brokenness like some of it isn't even really my control you know like sure it's multiple it's just yeah it's just like this kind of mess and now like that's the thing to me that like both are important and it's important to recognize our own sin and our own fault and everything. But, um, but I think I just, I kind of just wish I had had that picture as a high schooler because I, I thought that like accepting Jesus's death on the cross and accepting his forgiveness meant like hating myself for my sin and like beating myself up for it and being angry. But so much of it is this nuance of recognizing like, you know, we inherited a broken world. And, and actually now the more that I grow into a relationship with Jesus, the more I realize like my sins are more, are, are like, they feel less obvious, I guess, you know, because I'm not, yeah, just because I've learned and grown, but the more I'm like uncovering the depths of them, you know, like I'm not exactly like, it's not like, sure. I don't gossip and like, you know, uh, like slander other people the way I might have right. in high school, but sure. it's not like that has been replaced by like genuine love 
<laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Yeah. like there's still all it. sorts of like, I hit junk, 25 and boom. And now I just love people perfectly. Right. <laughs> like I love everyone all the time. Yeah. And so it's just yes. like this thing of like, okay, actually we're just always uncovering like the deeper we go in our own hearts, the more brokenness we find that's yes. either our fault or somebody else's fault or whatever right. combination and culmination. And I, and I think, I think, um, that is kind of one of the, one, that is probably one of the biggest ways I see God working in my life personally is that, that just over time uncovering, oh, here's a bit of, here's more brokenness. And then you just mm-hmm. kind of trace that thread back and you go, okay, that's, you know, like the roots are here, here and here. And, and then you just bring it to the Lord. And like, that is what, that's the advantage that having the Holy Spirit in me uh, gives me is is that one, that insight and that that discovery, and then also God healing it. And but but it's just like like you said, it's like deeper and deeper, and it's it's like cyclical mm. where it just comes back, and you go deeper the next time, and then you realize more and more and more of this brokenness mm-hmm. um, that you've been feeling, but you don't you don't start with the conclusion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You only start with the symptom. Yeah. And it's not until like deep introspection with, with, with Jesus. And, and that's like one thing, first of all, just to, first of all, last of all, yeah. middle of all, <laughs> middle of all to say, um, quarantine time is it, it, if you allow it has the time for this. Okay. Why, what, I'm triggered that I am triggered in this way. Mm. I am, there's something that is wrong. And then, and then like going through that process of what is really wrong, what is going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also a like really scary process. And if you're doing that by yourself, sometimes that is, is just like, just so hard. Yeah. And, and, and that's why it's, it's, you know, just inviting God into that, first of all, and then two, maybe inviting a leader, mm-hmm. maybe inviting a parent um, into that process with you yeah. and helping you un- just uncover, or just, what is it? What What am I saying? Like, um, well, I just taking your, sorry. Yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. I just think about like that idea of stepping out into the light, right? Like just yes. being like, yes. it's so, it feels like this sometimes, especially if it's a sin you've been struggling with for a long time, or if there's mm-hmm. a lot of shame wrapped up in that sin, whether it's because, you know, of, of it's particularly stigmatized or it's because of, um, you know, just some, whatever, something you're particularly ashamed of, then there can be so much fear about anyone finding out and so much fear about, well, what yeah. if I can't get over it? Or what if, you know, what if, whatever, like there's so many questions and thoughts about it. But, um, but there's this idea that like actually when we step out into the light, the light heals and it's scary because right. it means we are exposed, but it's actually really healing because then first of all, we have the help and the resources of other people. Um, but then like, as long as you're in the dark, like it's, it's so hard to like actually make the decision to get better. And like, no one knows if you you know, right. like no one, no one knows to keep you accountable or to help you or whatever. It's like you putting all yeah. of your eggs in one basket and saying like, I'm going to do this. 
and it, and it's funny, you know, you said a buzzword again, which is that authenticity. Oh. And it's so interesting because we do strive to be authentic, but kind of in the way that's a little less vulnerable yeah. than true vulnerability. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like, I can, because I'm like notorious for dealing with my stuff. And then as soon as it's in a pretty little bow, I can then say in a small group, yes, I dealt with this. Yes. And yeah. it's like, you've, you've defeated it. And, uh, and it's now it's beautiful. And now it's part of my story. And it's mm-hmm. this little plaque on the wall, but, but, or that's like a horrible example, but no. that true, true vulnerability is scary. Mm-hmm. True. And, and, True authenticity can be scary because yeah. we were made to be loved, and that is risky because what if after I say that thing, I am no longer loved? Right. What if their opinion is changed? And, and man, is that the scariest thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. That is the scariest thing. Yeah. Especially when, when, you know, these guys, you guys are growing up in, you guys get voted off lunch tables. Well, maybe not there. Maybe that was grade school. But, like, you know, it's like... That stuff, no, that it's like for real. You can get vo- voted out of a friend group, yeah. you know? Yeah, I know. I still, somebody has to explain that to me. I still don't understand how that works. But, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that's so hard because I want to give everybody an assurance. Like, I promise you, you step out into the light and and, like, and other people will too. And then there's this... You know, like, no one will judge you for it because we all know we're broken. And the reality is, like, people freaking suck. And sometimes people will judge you for it because they're dumb. And they didn't realize that they're equally broken or whatever. Right. Um, But especially, like, as leaders, you know, like, there's... I I guess it's just... It's interesting because even as adulthood, I'm like, wow, I'm... Like I said, I'm just... I'm so broken. And, like, I'm just coming into more and more realization of how broken I am. And so, like, when a student comes to me with some sin issue or a struggle or whatever, I'm, like, just never surprised. Like, no matter how amazing or how much you are on stage at SHIG or, like, you're, you know, in the, in the clubs or in the band or in S&T or whatever, like, all the, all the different things, like, I would not be surprised if anyone came to me and said, like, hey, I struggle with yeah. this or this or whatever, um, because literally we all do and there's not there's no one who's exempt from that there's no one who is given the right circumstances who is like impervious you know and so in in some ways I hope that that's encouraging that like anyone struggling in sin isn't left to believe that like that you somehow should have known better or you should have been whatever you know what I mean like we are all broken you know yeah yeah and so I think that's I don't know just I want that to be an encouragement and even like specifically something that came to mind is like you kind of mentioned this like how in small groups it can be easy to be like you know like I used to do this and and then it's like it's kind of fake vulnerability like it's good if that's your story like yes please tell it sure um but it's not like it's not as hard for sure as saying I'm currently knee deep in this sin struggle, right? Yeah. Yeah, And so I would just, I know like Zoom is, it's hard to like have real deep, vulnerable conversations anytime, but especially over Zoom, I'm sure. But that would be, that would be my direct challenge to students is like, don't wait until it's a part of your past. Like, 
Sure. Say it now. Admit it now. Come out into the light now and get help now. Like these people, your small group can help you. Your small group leaders can help you with that instead of just waiting until it's a footnote. You know what I mean? And and making it last so much longer in your life and taking a hold so much deeper. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a very scary thing. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's scary to to come out with sin and just to to face it because it's so I think the other thing with sin is that it's so um it's not sometimes it can feel like okay, if I just get this off my chest, I'll be done. And and sometimes mm-hmm. the the roots are really deep and so it can be a long yeah. healing process for some of that. Um and so a lot of times it's gearing up for sort of the long haul battle. But yeah. actually, and, and shame is big and powerful. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned something, Erin. You mentioned Seemingly. like the Holy Spirit helping you with that. And that's something like I would just say, too, kind of as we wrap up, is that like the job of the Holy Spirit, we talk about the Holy Spirit, it's like this buzzword, right? But like when Jesus says, I'm leaving behind the Holy Spirit for you, he calls the Holy Spirit the helper. And the job of yeah. this, you know, of the helper is to assist us, is to is to kind of help. Yeah, it's to help. And <laughs> and actually like that's that um that word has all these really cool connotations, but one of them is sort of like a, a like war general and um and so it's kind of this idea like the Holy Spirit is actually fighting with you and for you. And yeah. so that's what is so cool is that it might seem like you cannot overcome this alone and that's because that's true. Like you can't. But the good news yeah. is that if you've put your faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is in you, working in you on on your behalf to transform you into his own likeness. Yeah. And in so doing, into the likeness of the person God created you to be, your truest, most authentic self. Right, right. I, I, I was a kid who, growing up, was abandoned by friends constantly and kind of could just be whoever I wanted to be with whoever I was with to try to keep that friend and and Mm. like yeah the chameleon the chameleon I was really really good at it um and and I and and I just look back at that now and I think one of the if you asked if you asked a close friend but also just like an an acquaintance of mine, you'd probably go, wow, Aaron has some really good friends. And, and I'll tell Mm -hmm. you the process of exposing myself and, and get like, like my, my circle of friends, they know my crap, you know, they know, they know a whole bunch of stuff about me that, that wouldn't, I would not have been able to say out loud Mm. when I was 17 you know because I I needed I needed to 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 just you like the tv show friends so do I let's watch it and we'll quote it and we'll be fine Mm -hmm. it'll be the best of friends you know but 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 over time my friends now know me exactly who I am and to be known and loved is first and foremost like like that has shown me like God that God is that that mm-hmm. is the difference between human love, which is fickle and changes upon learning information, and then uh uh what we see, yeah, what we see with God, which is unconditional, and it casts out all fear, and it's like 
the more I have bought into that, uh, bought into that and gone, okay, God, I'm going to step out in this way and I'm going to see if you catch me, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be authentic here. I'm going to confess. I'm going to, um, try to just bring up this brokenness before you, God, mm-hmm. and, and see if you catch me. And I'll tell you, he's caught me every single time in, in, in more ways than I could even share. Mm. And, and because of that, my friendships are more authentic. Mm. Um, and my relationship with God is more authentic. And my, just myself in general, I am, I am, I can look myself in the mirror and, and, and just be comfortable, yeah. you know, and, and, and feel like I am exposed um, but still loved, mm. like truly. And that is when you begin to know the love of Christ mm-hmm. truly. And it connects with your soul. Yeah. And, and it, it and it feeds you. And it and it that is connecting with the vine. That is true connection with the mm-hmm. vine. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. That actually that reminds me, um this is kind of just a shout out to Last year, I was a um, senior group, a senior small group leader, and mm. one night we had, I think Siler taught on sin or something, I don't even remember the talk completely, but we get to small group, we get to like, there's like one minute left in small group, and they decide that they want to have a confession night. <laughs> and so we had I, I picture fires and drums being right like, boom, yes boom, i was boom, like boom, are you serious boom, like you want to do this and they were like yeah so we set up a separate boom, night boom, 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 boom. to have a night of just confessing your sin and some people shared and some people were just there to listen but it was like the coolest thing okay some of these people are these are these are the girls that are now shake turns so you can ask them about it um but it was like the coolest thing because I was like, I didn't know that mm. high schoolers were prepared to go this deep. And that just like I said this yeah. last week of just like, man, they will rise to the occasion, you know. But it was just yeah. so cool to be able to. And that's an extreme example. That's literally never happened. These girls are just <laughs> especially unique. But yeah. um, but just that like, like that was such a beautiful symbol of the truth of what's actually going on between us and God where like. Yeah. Somebody could say something that's been weighing on them for years and we could say like, do you know that like, we don't think of you any differently and we still love you yeah. and accept you. And like, that is the, that's the love of God. And it was just totally. so cool to be able to like symbolize that for each other and to display that for each other. And i that's truly never happened on that level for me before. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, anyway, I, I'm like, wow, I hope that that's a trend that starts in Shig of just being able to do that for one another um if that sounds very intense I get it it kind of was but sure I think that's like a (laughs) ah yeah like just what you said of of God just he catches us every time and yeah and what's so cool about being a community and especially a tight-knit community like Shig is that we actually have the opportunity to display that kind of love where somebody could come in the depth of their sin and we could say I I love you and I still respect you. And I know this doesn't, this isn't your identity. This doesn't define you. Like that's, that is so cool and such a privilege to be a part of. Yeah. And that, and that's Jesus. Yeah. You know, that is Jesus. That's Jesus style ministry Mm -hmm. because yeah, he modeled it first. Um, Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Wow. Well, I can't really think of a better place to end than with just that's Jesus. 
that's Jesus. <laughs> Start the bumper stickers now. Shig merch. Get back on it. Shig merch. Yeah, I guess that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, um, as always, you guys can continue to submit questions in the Shigstagram. We are here. Um, so that we can respond to your specific questions. And we'll do this again. Yeah, we'll do this again. And again... You are not alone. You are loved. Yeah. Be known, okay? That is the challenge. Be known so that we can love. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, shig people. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, who knows what time it is there. Yeah, I don't know. It could know. be any time. Good time. It could be any time. But it's shig cast time. <laughs> no more. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>